welcome to the Car Sim and Race Driver Show, presented by Hugh Hattrick. Drive fast and try not to crash. I could, I could use that term special in many ways. Of course, too. Andrew Marr on the top there. Nice man. Yes. And Jonathan Sutherland. Maverick. On, uh, just below him. Now, please don't take this the wrong way for all our viewers, but this is not a, comp a show of the YMCA, so you're all right <laughs> at the moment. I was told it was fancy dress, and then I'm the only one that comes in fancy dress. It's always the well, way. Listen, after, after the after the, the pro... The pro sim, talented sim driver yesterday, I just thought that we should go for the Top Gun edition of uh, rant about stuff on motorsports and things with Hugh Hattrick. So. That sounds good. But I have to say, it was really good last night, and thanks to all our viewers and new subscribers. We've got 68 subscribers now, which is fantastic. Um, so we've really done well. We've had over 20 um, thanks to uh, um, Rory and his followers um, for watching the show last night. And lots of lovely comments, really, really nice comments about how well it went and how much they appreciated the interview. And that's really what we've been trying to do, because if I can try and help the, the subscribers um, follow and learn more about their, um, their sim racing uh, kind of heroes, you could say, then, then that's a good thing. And, I mean, it's amazing how many people do watch um, sim racing, and it's certainly a growing market. So that, that went really, really well. Lots of good questions. And, uh, and hopefully we'll get a lobby with Rory um, and I'll make sure that you guys can come in too and we can all start racing because um, normally he has a, a few spaces here and there on his lobby nights. It sounds like politics. Is that where you pay a politician to do something? It's gone as flat as a wedding speech. Um, there are... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I, I'm currently an E-rated driver on sportsmanship rating, so I'm not sure that Rory's car e. will appreciate my sort of Oh, there you are. Can I ask, what on earth did you do to go get to E? <laughs> well, you I just... E. I'm going to come out of fancy dress because I'm the only one. Well, I'm just <laughs> boiling hot now because it's summertime it, and... It, I was doing okay. I had a, an S sportsmanship rating and it was Ooh. Brands Hack in the minis. Uh, which oh, was yeah, one of the races they had a couple of weeks. It was great fun. But yeah, I just got good. into this battle with this guy, and he just annoyed me so much that I lost my temper with him. And it just I, we were just ramming each other off, and I lost <laughs> at least one place. And then, of course, as Rory was saying yesterday, you go down to some, you know, you go further down the rankings until you're down at E. And then it's just, you can't get round without, you know, they will reverse into you on the grid. You know, if they could, they would. Just end up going down the ranking, it's quite hard to get back up. That's for sure. As, as you're in a mini, you should have blown the bloody doors off. That's what you should have done. Well, they well, some of these people probably would. Oh, yeah, this, this week's races are, are quite good to be fair on Grand Turismo. Um, I didn't do the Porsche one at Fuji, but I've done the, the um, Dragon Trail Group Four, um, which is a really good circuit. And I got within about one and a half seconds of the top time. I thought I could maybe get a wee bit closer, but it was tough. The, um, the one of the faster cars was the Dodge Viper. Um, but it's it's a great track um, and it's quite good. So I'm hoping I might try and get some uh, some races over the weekend, perhaps, or maybe even tomorrow afternoon. Um, I would have liked to have done it a bit earlier and try and broadcast them and see how we go. Because um, the last couple of broadcasts I've done, we've had quite a few viewers actually. Um, so I thought, well, that's it's something to build from. People but, just seem to want to watch you drive around in circles. I know, yeah, but it's it's been, but um, well, my my nephew. Um, when I was seeing him last week with all the family, um, he was saying, oh, come and show me how to do Gran Turismo and how to play it. 
And I kept saying, look, when, just let me know when, it, when you want a shot and I'll hand over the controller. Um, and he never asked. He kept saying, I kept saying, you know, you can have a go, you can have a go. Um, and he said, no, no, I really enjoy watching someone who's quite good at the game. And I, I was quite amazed. I thought, well, that was rather nice. Um, but obviously, people do quite like watching it. I mean, it was Gran Turismo uh, 5, I think it was. Um, you know when you had the Top Gear test track and you had the VW camper vans? Oh, yes. Heavy vans, yeah. And yeah. you had to race around and it was really tricky because if you hit anybody, you got banned. Um, so you had to be really had quite a top clean. speed of about 45 miles an hour, didn't they? It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really good fun. Really good fun. Um, so we were doing that in this boiling hot room and it was in this barn. So, of course, the, the, the window was right up there and, it's, and it was really hot. It was about 30 degrees. Um, but it's been an interesting week. I are have you sure that he wouldn't give it, that, so he didn't want to go, or you just wouldn't give him the controller cue? I know what you're like sometimes when you're on a, in a bit of a race. Yeah. <laughs> is this is this what do they call it? Uh, confirmation bias. You hear what you what you want to hear. So his words were, "Can I have a go now?" And Hugh hears, "You're really good, Uncle Hugh. <laughs> <laughs> Keep <Right>. going." <laughs> this is like Putin when the whole world says. Nah, you're horrible. And he goes, yeah, I am great. <laughs> Bring me Tiger now. <laughs> I wrestle it. <laughs> I think Rora would be quite surprised at just how good Hugh is, actually, at uh, sim racing. Do you think you could take him? Do you could beat him, Hugh? Well, he, he, to be fair, he's very good at a lot of tracks. I mean, things that he's be his best track is Suzuki, and I'm, I'm not... That <laughs> don't don't take him on at Suzuki. When he suggests no. the track, you just go, not Suzuka. So I watched, I watched him. I watched, I watched his latest video, and he was at Suzuka, and he wasn't crashing off, and he said that he's improved quite a lot lately. He's got a lot better. Yeah. Um, he, was he, in a, he was in a Scirocco. I actually thought his channel was excellent. I, I liked the commentary he gave about what he was doing, because... I learned a lot about it, and you know how much I know about sim racing. It's that that thing, yeah. Um, oh, so it's very, it, very, very good. good. Then he came out with his comment about peanut M and M's, and I lost all respect. So, um, <laughs> what can you do? It was a it's cool just, livery, though. It was a cool livery. It looked like somebody yeah. had thrown up on it. <laughs> Skittles, <laughs> Skittles. That's what it was. Yeah, no, that was the thing. No, but he, he is actually very good. He copies, you know, well, he, he looks at the, all the top 10 times in the videos. And I, I try to do that, but I find that quite hard sometimes because you don't always get the best shots. And you're trying to look at what gear they're in, when they're turning in, when they're braking, all of that that you need to know. So I kind it's of find that bit, I, I try and do it myself if I can, because I'm thinking, well, how would I do it? You know, because you want to learn it properly so you can naturally rely on your own habits to be able to do well. Um, and that, that's the thing. So I tend to do a lot more time trial until my times are better and then I'll I think it's useful to that. do both actually uh, coming as an e-rated driver here um <laughs> you, but I, I tend to do maybe 20 minutes just on the time trial just to try and get used to track get my time maybe yeah. within i don't know three or four seconds of the record and then if i then watch the video i'll say actually the guy's not using second in that corner he's only using third you can yeah. immediately see where, where they're making a little bit of time up and then yeah. i will generally go back and make another couple of seconds i can never get you know, within two or three seconds of the very fastest time. But um, if I get within a second of you, Hugh, that's when I think I'm doing okay. Yeah, well, you were very good at, uh, at Brands Hatch and the Minis. You weren't far away. I think I got in the end of 51 or something, and the top times were like a 57.7 um, or something like that. And then, got, and then you got, and then you got, you got a 56 or something, didn't you? It's like closer than the, it's a lot closer than the TVs to uh, anybody else. <laughs> 
I'm sure Latifi will be there next year. But um, and it depends how much he pays, I suppose, isn't it? He, <laughs> you know, one of the paid to drive drivers. It puts Perez into perspective, doesn't it? Because he's a paid driver, effectively. Yeah. And but he can actually drive. So it's quite good, really, isn't it? <laughs> even Stroll, even Stroll's pretty good. He's doing all right. He really slow because he's against George Russell. He's actually quite talented. Is that right? Yes, but when you see the gap, right? Okay, yeah. and you really yeah. do see the gap. Oh well, you know. Do you remember the shut lines on the Allegro? Uh, no, they all rusted away by the time I was four. That kind of see the gap, right? Mm -hmm. So, well, this is that Gordon Murray thing that you um, you sent me out of the interview with Gordon Murray, which was really excellent. Mm. And he was talking about how Bernie, when they ran Brabham, had one driver who basically could drive and one driver that paid for the team. <laughs> I love to see Bernie. I've, I've not watched it yet. I've not watched any of those yet because they're too, oh, too long. Uh, I've, I've watched both of the uh, T50 um, things. Yeah. <laughs> Carfection yeah. and uh, Harry's Garage, and it's great because they both have their own. They're both quite good, but they've both got their own bits, you know, that are quite nice. Uh, Harry tends to ask better questions than the Carfection guy because he's been like, "Oh, I love you," um, but it's just like, "I love him too," but I want to ask some questions. Well, for for listeners who uh, I think for the the podcast with Chris Harris, I don't know whether you probably haven't listened to, maybe haven't listened to that yet. Collecting no, cars. It's really good. It's about an hour and minutes, but Chris Harris is so good at getting the stories out of Gordon. He must have a. He's got such a nice natural manner with him, and uh, some of the stories that you get, I think he says a bit, a bit more than he should really in some circumstances. And uh, it's, it's the one that makes top gear. Type forty-two in. Type forty-two in. Answer his question quick. Oh yeah, type forty-two. Of course, isn't it? Oh, I haven't got the. No, you don't have to type on the question. There we go. Thank you very much. Now. Um, Oh, Facebook is up. We can do Facebook. Yeah, no, it's got both. Yeah, it's got Yay! both. Yay! Well, we didn't, we could do that before. That's good. Yeah, that's because Woo! It's on, my, on my personal page, not on the actual race page. So, um, yes, the, the Gordon Murray interview with car collecting cars people is also, you sent it up on the Apple thing. Uh, yes. It's also on Podbean because Chris Harris has it on Podbean as well. Right, okay. In case, in case anybody out there is listening on Podbean today, you can nip across to Chris Harris's channel and listen to Harry's Garage, Harry Metcalf talking to him, and then listen to Gordon Murray. I don't really care about anybody else. Now, we've got some new some new viewers tonight. So all of you who are watching tonight, all over the world, wherever you might be, um, I'm hoping to do some uh, gameplay uh, and broadcast it on a Monday night. Now, um, you're welcome to join me. Perhaps we could do a lobby. Because I know that Rory had said we would certainly try and do a lobby together at some point. But if any of you guys would like to do a, a lobby alongside it, and then we will broadcast that lobby out into the on over the internet, um, then please feel free um, to let, let me know. You can let us know in the comments here or give me an email at info at shoehattrick.com and we'll make sure that we can do that or comment on the video as much as you like as well um, once it's out there on the YouTube after we've finished today. So what you're saying is on Monday evenings it's Hugh Hattrick Sim Racer. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. We're gonna get out there and see because I'm so close to getting to A. I'm literally on that last little bit. You need to get thirty thousand points and I'm at twenty-nine thousand two hundred. So I reckon well, a, one or two that, races. That, 
that is a great story actually for people who are in that position because you haven't done a yet so for no. people who are trying to do it it's your journey and if you can video that and show people what it was that got you over the line then i think a lot of people would find that really interesting yeah i so, i obviously we all know how little i know about this subject but there is something i can do and it's it comes back to uh, something Alex said earlier about mario karts uh, i actually believe the one way that you can stop going from s to e John, uh, and get up to A and then S is to not go to the Roman Grosjean Mario Kart training school we have taken, <laughs> where you repeatedly weave in front of people when they're right next to you at about 180 miles an hour and then go, Poof! Uh, it, uh, it looked fine to me. Ooh, that would be a great video game, wouldn't it? It's, you know, they had um, sort of Colin McRae Rally come and train you. You could have Roman Grosjean doing Mac Attack. What would we call it? Got Mac Attack. Grosjean's. Just swerve into his front wheel. Yeah. Right. Listen, I'll have the rules of the GPT uh, and I say it's fun. <laughs> we could definitely have Rue doing the, doing the commentary. That was the thing. Uh, that was the great thing about. <laughs> I need him. I can't do it on my own. I, he, he's, he's got the time stuff, and I just make belittling comments. The funny he's, thing he's a funny one. About the old Formula One games as well was that they'd have Murray Walker um, and Martin Brundle doing the commentary, oh, um, and of course, uh, and, and and he would hit. You know, if you crashed and you had crashed heavily into the barrier, you get Murray Walker saying, "Oh," and he hit the barrier with a terrible thump. <laughs> you, know, you know, it was really good. The only F1 game I've ever played was that, it was just called F1. It was, that's how, and I'm the world champion. And I used to aim for Schumacher every time he came anywhere near me. It was in the, it was in the, the era of when um, Damon Hill was car zero. So that shows you how old it is. Uh, but that the, had music that sounded like Rush. I didn't, I've never heard of Rush then. Uh, which is embarrassing because they formed in 69 oh my goodness but when i started hearing rush i'm going this is my f1 music yes lots of fat guitar with humbuckers brilliant yeah. Yeah. Uh, and every time i hear rush i just want to smash into schumacher in a football one cup e-rated driver with sportsmanship rating yeah i did get the odd black flag i have to say <laughs> but it was a really good way of getting around a corner what you did is you were indestructible and you would enter the first corner on the inside and just kind of do that a bit like the f3 drivers do these days or well i don't know now it's i was going to say uh, uh grosjean and um k-mag they kind of do that or they used to yeah. to be fair i was just thinking on that point um, Jonathan, you and I could actually choose... Albon! He's the one that does it now. Carry on. Um, Jonathan and I could join some of the lobbies on, on Gran Turismo uh, Sports, to be fair. We should choose a good lobby that we can find, and then we can both join that together. And then we can go yeah. on, you know, we can run that, you know, uh, we could be at the back or whatever and see how we get on. I think I'd definitely in. be at the back. Yeah, certainly by the end of the second corner, it'd be at the back. You underestimate yourself, Mr. Sutherland. Well, yeah, he's got the trouble is, I, I'm racing, racing, racing him most. I, I judge myself of him. Yeah, but you know, really, you, really fast. Yeah, but you've got a life. I, well, he I just plays. He plays games all day and gets nabbed to buy his poor, um, what's the word, uh, long-suffering better half, and his <laughs> kids come in. That's a good, well, that's a good impression. Daddy, come on, I want to go 
Oh no, it slipped a bit there. Oh, oh hey, son, you're out, eh? I'm very good. Well, that's why Hugh has two PlayStations, so that the kids can have one and then Hugh can have the other. What will be funny is when uh, Nicholas or Grace actually managed to log in to Hugh's main account and then he wakes up with a naked driver like me. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and I that mean, really will be uh, no sweets or treats or screens <laughs> on for weeks on end after that. Yeah. What I need, I want, I need to hear Banzai screamed in a Bodder's accent. In a Banzai! This is crashing and banging and someone saying, See you! Way off! And that was it. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. well, those were the days. Back to the Tim show, yeah. yeah. We, we should have a warning on our show before people start. <laughs> <laughs> you know. and, um, but did you actually show the video that I, that I showed you of, of uh, Nicholas? Because it was funny when, when, <laughs> when Nicholas actually drove. Um, he did really well. I got him in a, in a it was a Ford F-150 pickup truck and I sent him around Brands Hatch Indy and I was really, I'd had to move all the seats, you know, the, the seat right forward, the, the pedals cushions, right back, all the cushions, cushions. Right. you could barely stretch to, to reach the pedals. Um, but he had a go and, and he actually did really well. I was quite surprised. Um, he stayed on the track, he did about four or five laps um, and without crashing at all and he wasn't even off the road at all. He managed to um, to, to, to stick on the tarmac. He's quite and slow though, Hugh, wasn't he? I mean, he wasn't going as fast as you. No, but he is only six, and that was. Oh, that's true. Year. I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. So even yeah. the kind of spirit, right? Was, was, I'm was so encouraging. Yeah. So, so, so is Lando Norris. He's only six, isn't he? Lando yeah. Norris is six. <coughs> yeah, well, he looks about six. Oh, maybe seven. I don't know. But it's yeah. um, if you can get the basics at that age and, yeah. and start to get no, better, um, I think we've missed a trick here, right? Because. They needed to get Hugh in to help Hulkenberg out with his seat because I, I, I didn't hear uh, your son complaining of getting a numb arse, uh, whereas Hulkenberg, he did uh, in practice one. He actually came on the radio, this is what we look at, one of the reasons. He came on the radio and said, um, oh, hello, can I come in and have a bit of a rest, yeah? <laughs> my, my right butt cheek has gone to sleep. And it's just like, but, uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but to be fair, the seat fitting was 2 a.m. <laughs> and then he, then he jumped on the car. Spare driver. Is, was Hulkenberg the spare driver or did they not have a spare one? They have a spare driver. They had Gutierrez and they had S, uh, uh, the, the other Esteban. Esteban Gutierrez and, oh, the other one. One was in Formula E. And was racing that weekend, not available. And right. Gutierrez, because he's not been in an F1 car for three years, you have to do 300 laps. Is it 300 yeah. laps? 
Yeah, in an F1 car to get your super license back so he couldn't do it. So they didn't have a spare driver. <laughs> they didn't have a spare driver. But <laughs> now the great thing he is... He's again they're... this weekend, is he, Hulkenberg? Uh, he's yes, he is. drive the car. Yeah, because yeah. last time he just seemed to sit in the pit lane. Well, that's because, that's because the engine wouldn't clutch start. Went. Yeah, his clutch went. Yeah. The clutch is that what it was, a clutch? Yeah, they found out it was a clutch problem. And that's why the, the engine wouldn't start at all. It wouldn't start. So it's presumably uh, a bit like when you, take, you get your old Mark III... Ford Mondeo diesel, uh, and something starts going wrong with it, and it's a sensor that costs you three grand. Something that's what it is. <coughs> Sensors. Yeah, yeah. I have one just, of those. Just knock, knock it into neutral, roll it down the hangar straight, and bump no, start it. I that's, don't that's, think that's, that's how well, you do it. I did have a very funny experience. Not entirely sure that's how it works. You know, I'm getting a new car. We've, we've, we've changed the, the Clio, we've, we've kept it two years and decided that was long enough. That's um, it. And, uh, and so now we've got a Dacia, exactly a Dacia Sandero diesel. Hey, James James May's favourite car. Are we going to tell anybody what you did to your poor family because you are a tight Scotsman? <laughs> Carry on. I've almost forgotten. <laughs> I get a message saying 70 to the gallon. Air conditioning off. Poor kids, turn the 80 degrees C in the back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Turn the aircon on. Yeah, it's funny. It's like <laughs> you, you send a message saying, yeah, if, if the AC's off. You can get over 70 to the gallon. <laughs> Where are you? And he said, we're down in Legoland. People get put, put in prison for having own. dogs in that condition. There's kids in there. There's four of you in the car. You haven't got the AC on. Apparently there's kids. He said, take our pocket money. Take our college money. And put on the goddamn AC. It's amazing. The focus, the focus money can give a Scotsman, eh? Yeah, it's great. It's so just yeah, like, oh, tapes. Okay. It was quite a lot. We did, we did, <laughs> I still haven't filled it up, to be fair. We filled it up just outside Heathrow Airport. Uh, and that's us all the way back up to Scotland. That's and we've still, got, we've still got two bits left. Um, and it's, just done five, <laughs> it's done 500 miles. And that's I reckon incredible. it can do, it can do I think, over. And to be fair, I think I probably could have filled it a bit more. Um, I think I had a wee bit more um, that I could have put in it. Um, but and have, have your family come off IV drips yet? For dehydration yeah. or yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're all out of hospital now. Yeah. Well, Daddy, uh, Daddy, what does isotonic mean actually? It was something, <laughs> but no, it's been averaging well into the seventies, which is really good. Exactly seventy miles per hour. And, and to be fair, most of the time you had to have the aircon on because it was so hot. There was just no way you could. You'd have passed out <clears> if it was if it was like that. I mean, it was thirty-five degrees yeah, on Friday at Legoland. Um, I, I joked, I put it on Facebook saying it was actually 27 degrees in Orlando and 35 yeah. degrees yeah, in Windsor. So. Um, but to be fair, the kids were fine, you know, and, and we managed to get around without uh, getting heat stroke or, um, uh, or sunburned. Uh, but it was, it was nowhere near as well catered for as America. Uh, definitely the, the Legoland in Orlando is much better laid out. And it's funny because we all got on this train and, uh, and uh, we thought, hey, this will take us all the way around so we can just have a little run round. It went 200 yards and stopped, and that was it. And, and so we all had to get out again, you know. So it was like, I mean, it was no point going on it. It went so you know, hardly any place at all. Um, but yeah, but the funny thing was, now for our viewers here who might be thinking about buying a car, um, we've obviously done that for years and years. We've, we've bought and sold cars and so on and so forth. But I would have thought that a big franchise dealer would be wanting to sell you a car that was ready to, to go out the door. And it was, you know, a thing had been <laughs> Yeah, and especially red ore is more to life than a Renault. Um, but uh, it is more but, to life than a Renault. Yeah. Well, when we went to collect <clears> the <throat> car, 
Um, and I, I mean, they put you know the old paint on tires, you know the old the old kind of stuff that they did. Tire slick. Yeah, the tires. Like I thought they stopped using that years ago. Um, but they actually they put it on, and uh, and immediately that brought to my attention. I thought those tires look a little bit slick, to be fair, not not that great. And um, so I asked the salesman. I said, "Are you sure those tires are all right?" And he said, "Oh, everything's been checked. We don't let any cars <laughs> go out the forecourt without <laughs> at least two minutes Le right? without legal tires." Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's illegal for them to do that, actually. It's got to be roadworthy. Yeah, well, that was the thing. And I thought, hmm, I'm not so sure. But everything else is fine. <laughs> so off we went. And when I, when I got back home to, to my sister's house and, and we were staying there, um, and I thought, no, I'm going to get these checked. So I went to a local Halfords and they said, good gracious me, your tyres are perished. <laughs> and that's Halfords. Yeah, as well as being on the legal limit. Now, I thought they might say that, to be fair. But, but for both front tyres, it said they're between 1.6 and 2. So they were pretty much on the limit, but they said you could probably get away with driving up north. And then that's it. So we took it back on the Saturday to the garage and said, look, this isn't right. These are clearly not right. And what have you been doing? Um, and so they said, right, we'll, we'll pay for the new tyres. So I, got, I finally got them um, sorted out today. But it is amazing that even in a big franchise dealer, you've really got to keep your wits about you because they will try and sell you anything. And I mean, I had a big argument with the <coughs> service manager. Uh, because he said, well, you know, there's lots of roundabouts at Milton Keynes. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. And you know, when they, no, they done a, they, yeah, they done, that's why seemingly you get you get um, a lot of uh, the, the sidewalls are slick on a lot of tyres that for cars and not the Keynes because of the roundabouts, right? Oh, the um, roundabouts. Yeah, so it's all off camber, like they that's a well rehearsed line from Renault Milton Keynes, isn't it? Yeah, I'm just thinking that's a well rehearsed line from Pirelli, isn't it? Maybe well, that's exactly. what. I, Exactly. Isn't the McLaren factory near Milton Keynes? It's in that vicinity, is it not? Yeah, I'm working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, not no, it's not that far it's from it's Milton Keynes, is it? So I reckon, because it wasn't just the um, the, the Mercedes is is that uh, went pop. Also, the um, Lando Norris's. No, Carlos Sainz's car did as well, didn't That's it? Right. Yeah, yeah. So I've had some very interesting things about that, actually. You carry on with your story, and then I'll go on to tie it. Yeah, so no, that was the thing. And so he said that was it. But the amazing thing was, because he, he actually kind of convicted himself, because he sent me the <coughs> service sheet, and I asked for the service sheet and everything he had done to the car. And on it, the mechanic had said <coughs> that the both front tyres were a minimum of four millimetres. <laughs> and I what? thought, really? Yeah. And so I said to the manager, I said, look, if he's written that about the tyres, if he's that far off on the tyres, how do I trust him on the brakes and everything else, you know? So it's going in next week to get the brakes and the pads checked. Yeah, absolutely. If it's anything more than 80%, they'll replace them. Uh, which I think is actually quite a shockingly low. I, I thought if it was like two thirds, it would have replaced them. Um, you can, but, you can uh, just imagine, you can just imagine that fella if he's on Gran Turismo or a Settled Corsa and someone says, can I have a go? Because you right, aren't superb at this? If, if four millimeters is one, you know, and uh, everything's fine with this car, then I would imagine he has the same problem that you have. You know, yeah. just a thought. But, uh, but obviously, much worse, much more dangerous. <laughs> so yeah, so that's a top tip from the car seminary. <laughs> Never buy a car. Yeah, <laughs> even when it looks like a brand new car showroom. They can send you a bit of a dog or what they call a lemon, don't they? Um, check everything. And if it looks dodgy, check it all and don't it buy is. it. Assume it's door. dodgy until proven otherwise. I hate buying cars, bikes, anything. I just hate it because uh, my ex-father-in-law, um, 
God rest him, because he, he died of cancer, but he was really good. He was dodgy as anything, and he was really good at buying and selling things like that. Mm. Nothing got past him. Uh, I, on the other hand, <laughs> was awful. You just got him to do it for you, and you, you got this pristine thing with loads of money off. I don't know how he did it. I'm just the wrong kind of guy. It's interesting, though, because here's a good story for people buying kind of cheap cars. I remember when we have a kind of cars I know. Who bought? Who who spent a thousand pounds on an old Vauxhall Corsa? That's not and, cheap. Yeah, I know that. And I mean that. I mean, and it's an old, old Vauxhall Corsa. It's like from the nineteen nineties. It's like a, it must be like an R plate. Um, and they took it from a local dealer in I think it was in Churnside or somewhere. Um, and the thing is, they think it's all right because it's ran for a year without exploding or letting them down. Um, and uh, you know, you know. And, uh, but the thing is, the clutch is gone. There's all sorts of issues and all sorts of problems with it. Um, and it's the other thing that's true that it comes back from, from the old days of Top Gear. Um, if you've only driven cars that are quite bad, um, you might expect that that's how a normal car actually drives. Yeah. You know, so, and you know, once you've driven something that's actually quite good, then it helps you. So you need to drive lots of different cars and see what they're like so that you can come to expect and know what, the, what when a car is actually driving the way it should be um, and, and not having big you know, judders when you set off and things like that. I've got to say, though, that there is a point where I think people are so spoiled these days. Mm -hmm. Cars are so good. Uh, mm -hmm. and you know I don't like Jeremy Clarkson, but th there was a point he made uh, in proper old, 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 the old half-an-hour ones on a Thursday night maybe two, <clears throat> um, or Wednesday, whatever it was, where he was doing four executive runabouts. Not executive. What do they used to call them? <clears throat> Sales, salesman runabouts, you know, Cavalier, oh, Mon guys, Mondio. Yeah. Fleet fodder. Fleet yeah. fodder, fleet cars, that's the word. Yeah. Yeah, it's been so long since I've talked about cars properly. Uh, Primera and I think Laguna. And he just went, eh, they're all about the same. They're also good now. Well, I mean, now they're so much better than they were then. He had a point. Now, I was reading an article written by Quentin Wilson once where he was watching an idiot in a car park with lowered suspension in an Astra and big wide tyres trying to do handbrake turns in the dry and wondering why these massive 10 foot wide tyres wouldn't let him do handbrake turns with a crappy drum braked yeah. Astra because the guy had no clue and no, no kids have any clue about handling, driving, suspension, tyres, anything at all. They read Max Power and think, that's first <laughs> Um And he just, he recalled a time when they were driving supercars through mid-Wales and they got overtaken by a guy in a pop fiesta. <laughs> because this kid had this slow car and knew every road and knew how to get the most out of the car because it didn't do it for him. Uh, and that's what they haven't got anymore. You know, I learned that, you learned that, John probably learned that, he certainly learned that. So well done on the crashing with you and your mother. And uh, <clears throat> when you haven't got loads of power in an engine like they have even in small cars now, yeah, you have to keep the momentum up. So you have to learn how to corner and, pr and preserve yeah. your momentum and not over brake. And you know, ABS. I, I like ABS. I've always thought ABS was quite a good idea. However, there is a, such a thing as cadence and progressive braking, which, if you learn how to do it, means that you don't need ABS because you do it yourself. Yeah. Um, all these things, these little skills, which must seem like some kind of dark art to modern people, yeah. because they drive two inches behind somebody on a dual carriageway. You know, they're practically grows on. Yeah. And then they don't understand that they're within the 
the thinking distance of the car in front and they are going to rear end them and they're both going to die the, the, the metal yeah. coffin as the spikers call them won't, won't save them at 60 mile an hour you know yeah. clueless it's a lot of them but I have to say, Major, when you're down south, the driving down south of England is quite different <laughs> to up here because we, we saw this crazy, uh, I don't know if it was an Uber driver, but it was in a Ford Galaxy and he was weaving through the traffic and almost like he was just doing it for fun and he would just get past somebody and then he would go in the third lane and then he would go right across into the third lane <laughs> and almost take bumpers off and people were braking, you know, to avoid him and stuff and then he would sit right behind someone in the, in the slow lane and then eventually come out and kind of overtake them. So um, this is must this have is... read about lane splitting in Bike Magazine, but didn't realise you couldn't do it in a Ford Galaxy. No. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a question. Oh, where? Who? It's Ant. Now he has said this weekend they're using the soft tyre at the 70th anniversary Grand Prix at Silverstone. Uh, what happened when you think what happened last time? Do you think that they will um, change their strategy? For yes. Yeah. But they've, they've increased the air pressure already. The minimum air pressure has gone up. Right. Uh, there's, a, there's a few. So this brings us on to the, the thing I wanted to say about tyres. Okay. Now there's a lot of people. That, oh, what happened? What happened? What a boring race until they blew up at the end. Gets the whole, the whole race was a really good race. Just oh god, they're doing my head in. But something that but, okay, a few things that have been said. The Mercedes is such a fast car. It's got so much more downforce than the other cars. So it was push. It's pushing down with a lot more force on these tyres. It was a very long stint. Um, they reckoned the little that there were lots and lots of cuts on the tyres. Yeah. But there were also people keep saying, "Oh, Max Verstappen should have stayed out." Well, he didn't just come in to get the lap to get the lap uh, yeah, past lap. His tyres were marginal. They really were. They were seeing data on them that they didn't like, and they were wearing in the same place because it's got all these super fast right-handers, high-speed right-handers, putting all that stress on that front left tyre. Uh, but it also had hundreds of cuts. Yeah. But they don't think the cuts caused the problem. They think it just delaminated because of the stress and overheating yeah. in that one place. But here's the thing. Can I quickly say? Yes, you can. Of course, you can. if they if they um, do two stops. Now the Ferrari was pretty good on a one stop race. It was quite competitive. So I just suddenly thought maybe the Ferrari could actually steal a win here, because if they can if they can manage on that on that one one stop. They might be. They might beat the the other cars. They might beat the Ferra the, the McLarens and the or the Mercedes. The Ferrari is stuck in reverse. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's a, if it's softer on its tires, <clears> it <throat> could be an exception. Where did Vettel come again? Was it ten? About 10 you speed? might get ten. Yeah. I think Leclerc very deliberately stayed out of trouble. That's why they were so easy on the tires. He he never battled a single person in the entire race. Where did he stay finish? Third. Uh, third. third, because Bottas, but it, it, he was in fourth for all that time with no one in front, no one behind. So he was looking after his tyres the entire race. But and they weren't, think about they that, weren't that fast. They did okay, but they weren't that fast. They were slow. Were they more than a pit stop behind? Yes. Verstappen was a pit stop behind. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's. I, um, I thought they were maybe 10 to 15 seconds behind. Which could make it quite interesting at the end of the race if he can keep, you know, oh, if they can keep that. Kind that. Of... Verstappen had, with the pit stop he took, was still ahead of him by a margin, and he ended up six seconds behind Hamilton when they came over the line. 
Right. So yeah. it was it was a big it was a big margin. They they weren't that fast at all. Uh, really, the the um, they keep going about these racing tracing points. I like that name. <laughs> tracing point. Tracing point. That's quite good, isn't it? The blamange. Uh, <coughs> that that should have um, should have done a lot better than it did. Lando, the, the McLarens did very well. They, they, they the Ferraris are not even third fastest anymore. They're the fourth fastest. Yeah, which is crazy. Leclerc did a really good job. Some fun is going on with Verstappen. It's like somebody said on on something I was listening to two days ago. You don't just whatever you think of of um, Vettel. Yeah. And, and if you, my opinion that, that the four world championships he got was not representative of his pure speed. He was fast, fast enough to, to do it, but he was in by far the fastest car. He wasn't, yeah, you know, he, he, he showed it. Yeah, and he showed he was good because he battled and he came back and he overtook and all that kind of stuff. But he, I don't think he's like um, a, a Prost equivalent. Does that make any sense? Yeah. But you don't go from being as quick as he was and is to being rubbish overnight. It's yeah. something isn't right. Whether he's lost his mojo or the car isn't right, there's something funny going on there. Um, yeah, I was always surprised um, that that uh, he did leave, that he left Red um, <laughs> when he did to go to Ferrari because I thought, well, you know, it's a big it's a big risk because Alonso had done the same before him. Why did he go? Why Why did he go, Hugh? What was happening in What was happening in Red Bull that year? Well, Who just turned up and trounced him? Or Ricardo, was it Ricardo, wasn't it? Ricardo, Ricardo peed all over him. He worked, was it three races in that year he won? He was so much faster than Vettel was. Yeah. He was and more fighty, good yeah. overtaker. Yeah. Uh, Vettel's like, oh, I'm going Ferrari. And off he went. Yeah. Threw his dummy out of pram again and went and got paid a lot of money to be in a red suit. And of course, the other news tonight is that Bottas has been signed for 2021. Saying that the decision was easy, so they're obviously quite happy wow. to get there. So that's all been done. I like Bottas. I think he's really good. I don't yeah. think he's good enough to be beat Hamilton. Yeah, um, it's not like the old. They're a wee bit staid though, still, aren't they? They're not. He's really a bit exciting. boring. Exactly. Yeah, they're not particularly exciting. I mean, how he's Finnish. They're all boring. That's what Finnish people are. They're introverts. They think. Yeah, but Hakkinen was the same. He just had a cheeky grip. But he was quite funny though. I quite like that. Friend. He was. He was. He could. Yeah. He could get in. in, in he could annoy people. But he was like, a quiet humour. He was. He was not like me. He wasn't like. He was. He's more like him. Ah. Oh, that's the thing. <coughs> so yeah, it's going to be. I'm looking forward to the race again this week. This weekend, I think it's going to be fun. And then we've got similarly the the race that, that's at Imola is only going to be over two days. And Verstappen was complaining that he only that session. Okay. Yeah. Can I just uh, sort of finish off my tyre talk? Because there was there was another thing I wanted to say. So everyone's tire saying that. Tyre <laughs> talk with true. It's a one-hour special. Yeah. <laughs> we can make it an hour if you want. No. Um, no okay. <laughs> Something that only one person I have listened to has said, which is a very good point. Everyone keeps talking about, oh, the tyres should be able to put up this kind of stuff. Yeah, they should be if there were 2020 tyres, but they're not. These are the 2019 tyres designed for the 2019 cars. 
They haven't changed the spec or the design of the construction of the tyres for this year. Uh, but the cars have changed, you know, and all the cars are faster and all the cars have got more, more downfalls, even the rubbish ones, right? Yeah. So these tyres are under significantly more stress on every car than they were last year. And I think it's absolutely insane that the FIA allowed this to go on. It's a safety matter. The absolute minimum you do is go, hmm, well, everything's changing for next year. Okay, we want to save a bit of money. But what happens if they explode and kill our drivers? They should have at least sat down with, with Pirelli and gone, right, there's going to be a 20% increase in downforce with the fastest F1 cars we've ever had. Do you think this will cause more stress? What should we do about it? That is crazy, actually. That's a good point. Tire talk was good. I had Thank no you. I had, I, had, I had no idea that that was the case. <laughs> but why are they getting cut? Because, I mean, that must be mm. what you say wasn't a factor. But what are they? Curbs? Is there a problem with curbs? Or are they using. There's one. Environmentalist put some. <laughs> well, they could do. There was, a, there was a protest about things. Somebody put. Um, somewhere. Somebody put a banner up. There's one curb that has changed apparently to stop people running off in one uh, place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Other than that, but the, there were four tyre explosive delaminations. Yeah, which the, is the, a lot. The, Kvyat, his back tyre went and he's going, oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, everyone, I. I'm so sorry. Sorry, sorry, guys. Don't go Putin. Don't go Putin. Um, Team was not happy with them, and I thought that's a bit harsh. Well, because they're idiots. Because I mean, clearly, I mean, Martin Brundle was saying on the commentary that um, that was definitely a delamination at the back. And then, of course, and so did DC. Else, DC yeah. said exactly the same straight away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Mark Webber. It was a strange place to go off. But interesting, just on that that little view that Jonathan said about the environment. You know, a few years ago, these uh, I think they were Greenpeace activists um, tried to they broke they broke into the the, the Belgian Grand Prix. And they, they hijacked one of the stands, so they went to the top of the stands and they you know they paraglided or they, they came down on the ropes um, with a big greenpeace stand. And wow. but nobody knew um because <laughs> Bernie was in charge and he made sure that the he shot, he shot them. Yeah, <laughs> um, he made sure that the cameras didn't show a bit of them. And the thing Brilliant. is he was right at the front corner, so he managed to kind of got the camera guys to move everything out the way. So that nobody could see what they were trying to say about the Grand Prix or whatever thing they were talking about. Um, and interesting that even just a few, I mean, that was only about three or four years ago. Um, it's completely changed. Now they're, you know, making um, F1 sustainable, which is a joke in itself. This whole um, thing know, winds me up. Yeah. Because I, I they're the most efficient cars on the, most efficient yeah. engines on the planet. Uh, on, on Instagram, uh, Formula E is doing all this stuff about environmental things to. Uh, advertise itself as this environmentally friendly thing. What is the least polluting part of racing? It's the, the actual racing. racing. Yeah. Carting all this stuff all over the world in trucks and aeroplanes is exactly the same for Formula E. It's Formula One. It's exactly. more environmentally friendly than anything else. It's all marketing. I hate them. And what kind of rope did they use to paraglide down? Was it nylon? If so, they've killed several seals and probably a dolphin. Just to do that, it should be made of hemp. But then, did they smoke the hemp? Did they smoke the hemp? Well, let's hope they didn't smoke it while they were hanging halfway up the stadium there. 
but uh, you know, <laughs> it might just fall. You know, but um, but no, it's just interesting how the whole scene has completely changed. It's gone really quite in a different direction. It's formula woke. I think we yeah, said that a couple of dreams ago. It's kind of in some ways. It's uh, and then what was funny? I was reading the thing about the Formula E yesterday in Berlin, and it says now they're choosing the most in the whole blurb about it. It was saying Formula Formula E races at the most progressive cities in the world, and I thought, what? Um, you Berlin. know, it's both, yeah, Berlin. And the, oh, oh, no. If the whole of the world has got to pay reparations, I was watching on some people are claiming in America for the bad things that happened 200 years ago. I think there's about, now let me just work this out, 1948. Yeah. So, 82 years ago, something really bad happened around Berlin. And I think perhaps I need to shut up and start motor racing and stop. Being but if you do the reparations, then they just come back even stronger, don't they? Because they hyperinflate and get very angry. Oh, we've got a person. But you know, I, I just think it's oh, quite, quite I mean, yeah. Hello, Serenity. Nice to see you. And a, a, good, a good comment. I mean, it's just interesting because we just want, you know, we've been around Formula One and Motorsport long enough to kind of. Kind Three of weeks now, isn't it? Four, <laughs> five. But, but um, no, but you know, we've seen it for many, you know, for about three decades. We've been following Formula One um, oh, and yeah. all of this stuff, and it has changed. But now they're obviously getting particular personnel in their HR departments to write all this stuff. Um, and I, I just don't think it's convincing anybody. I think they've always been told, well, this is how you appeal to young people, or this is how you do it. But well, you know, you, people want good racing, they don't want any of this, you know, keep the politics out of the sport and just get on and give us a really good battle great drivers and the best of the best and let's get out there and get it done you know and i think you know i think that we don't need we don't need to try and publicize things in a particular way but i think they're going to do more to damage um you know people who actually enjoy the sport than anything else you know it's uh, the I trouble is that the sponsors need to appear to sort of virtue signal and the drivers have got huge social media followings so people ask them well what about the environment what about blm what about this what about the next thing so it all has to react to media yeah. and culture. Yeah. This, so, I mean, I actually, I, I don't know if I've said this a while ago, that uh, journalists need to be shot, all of them, them and politicians. Let's <laughs> just line them all up and go, bah, 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 bah. there you go, back to motor racing. Maybe we can fix the country now. Because any moronic thing that happens starts with some idiot in some journalistic position, mm -hmm. whether it's the BBC, ITV, Channel 4, The Guardian, the Maybe the Guardian, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As Blackadder said, soft, strong, and highly absorbent. Yeah. But you know, you know how many people that I've been speaking to who Three. normally would have watched no more, more than that, and also I've seen in comments um, oh, who normally would have watched the whole build-up to Formula One, um, you know, right, the whole thing, right, you know, the, the half an hour before it, and everything else, and now because of all the, you know, the, the, the taking the knee and so all that stuff. Boring. They don't want to see. They actually, quite honestly, they just can't be bothered with it. Yeah. Um, and I think it's. I think it's going to do it. Well, I, I just think it's going to either run out of steam, um, or it's going to look pretty silly after a while. You know. Yeah. I, who's the guy on uh, Channel Four? The kind of young guy. Is it Ted or something? Well, he's not that young, but is that I can't remember. It is Billy Munger. No, the the main host, quite a tall kind of guy. Oh. He's Welsh. He's Welsh. And, um, the, he, Jones. Yeah. The at the beginning of obviously the some of the drivers take an E and some choose not to take an E, and yeah. he was shaming the drivers really or just yeah, in the that they didn't really care the about racism. 
and it, it really annoyed me. He did it twice. It's yeah, up to yeah. people don't have to comply and do the same thing. Everyone was being respectful, and if yeah, they don't yeah. they want to take any, they shouldn't have to take any. The, the TV so, show he did before Formula One was a sex show on Channel no. Four. Really. Yes. Okay, so he's a moral arbiter on life, is he? No, he's Great. a pillock. He's a pillock. Because well, like, I'm a massive fan of DC and Webber. I mean, in terms of commentary, not just yeah. the drive. I enjoyed the driving as well. It was always good. You know that whenever DC starts to say something, unlike me, everyone knows it's going to be something good to listen to. They don't have to go how good it was afterwards. Thank you, John. Yeah. Same with Mark Webber. Okay. They employ... A blithering idiots to do the commentary, blah, 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 blah. They've got Billy Munger, who I'm kind of warming to, but I still wish he'd just shut up sometimes, because just shut up. Uh, he's a very young lad, though, Rube. He's I mean, a young, unknown. You know, he's, just he's, like, got to, he's got to sort of put his feet in the ground. <laughs> no, but it's, it's like... Genuinely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's got to step yeah. carefully, not, not in that way. But the problem I have is with my, with my, with my background... <laughs> Another subject. Be quiet now. Shut up. Would you like me to get you a bigger spade? Then you can dig a bigger hole. With my background with disabilities, growing up um, with 20 people, very close friends of mine, in wheelchairs... Seven of them were terminal illnesses and are lost by the age of 25-30. No one can tell me that I'm being nasty when I'm saying that they shouldn't be employing Billy Munger just because the poor lad had a big accident and lost his legs. The reason why that position exists is because that person is meant to know something or be good at presenting. And okay, he's learning and he's getting better at presenting. I'm, I'm finding him less irritating. But when they were doing the practice sessions, which were live, it was just a constant babbling stream of shite from both of these two people. And at any point, they could have shut up and let me listen to what's well, not a particularly nice-sounding nice engine, but still would have been better than them two. Yeah. Now, here's the thing as well. I've noticed... But um, Josie, every time yeah. somebody starts saying something vaguely intelligent, he cuts across with a stupid comment and makes it twice as hard for the intelligent person to say it. And I just want to strangle him. Yeah, he doesn't want to be, he doesn't need to be <gasps> And by the way, Rui is Welsh, so don't worry, he's not against... I am not, not against Welsh. dare you. Yeah. How very dare you. <laughs> I am not Welsh. I am from God's own country, the East Midlands. Well, I thought you told me you were Welsh. No, I did not. I'm more you Scottish than I am Welsh. I live in Wales. I've lived here for like 30 years. <laughs> oh my god, no, 29 years. Well, that's crazy. We know everyone so well now, don't we? <laughs> I can do various Welsh accents, but I'm not going to because the last person that I said that to you said it sounded like I was Russian, but that's because they don't know what a North Wales accent is. <laughs> now, I was going to say um, that, that that's what I noticed about the Formula One cars in the last uh, race. They've got wheels. They are definitely noisier. There's definitely a better engine note coming out of those cars, not yes. just the idle. But when they take off, they're definitely, I mean, that's why I would love to have gotten to a race this year. And, you know, we were coming up the, the M1 as the race was on, on the day before. Yeah, we do this. I would have loved to have actually, but you couldn't get anywhere near the circuit because it was obviously all closed off. I, I kind of wondered, I thought, how many fans have come down and have got their, brought their caravans, brought their tents and just will try and park. Just and listen to them. Uh, oh, we've got greetings from... Uh, Norway to Espen Lundstad. Good evening. Norway, my home. Well, one of them. One of them. Is my... in Wales. Yes, but my my, my in Wales. background is from County Durham, 
Braemar. Not in Norway either. Shut <laughs> up. And uh, the Vikings. Vikings. Norwegian Vikings. Oh, well. Well, you've, you've got to... I'm sure That's got why to... I've got a particular interest in big hammers and axes. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that, that. Okay, can I go back to Formula One then? <laughs> back to Formula One. Isn't that the same thing? <laughs> <laughs> but they're definitely noisier. But no, that was the thing I was trying to get to when I was at Silverstone last year. Um, you know, it's a huge circuit. There's lots of um, space round and about, and there's little places where you can park quite near. And mm. I just wonder. Obviously, you're not allowed into the circuit, but how many people maybe tried to get as near as they possibly could, um, mm. so they might be able to see over a fence. You know, climb a tree or do something, you know, and see if they could actually see it. Because you kind of wonder, how far are the restrictions? Are they allowing people to walk? Well, Hugh and Hugh, we'd well, probably find our way in, wouldn't we? We'd just hack our way in through the back entrance. And well, if, if a bunch of eco-warriors can do it, you could. Yeah, I think it would. Because, I mean, you think, you just put on a suit and say you're from the FIA. You know, you need to get and a high vis on and just say yeah. you're part of the environmental noise. Wear some orange, shove a mask on. That's all you need to do. That's it. <laughs> Look, just back. talking about the, the fact there's no crowds, I hardly notice there's no crowds. I don't know I what don't, you guys think. It doesn't no, bother same. me at all. No, no difference. The crowds are irrelevant. The, oh, yeah, I don't think it matters. On, on the telly, the only time I ever notice the crowds is when something happens to either Lewis Hamilton or Max Verstappen. And there was this, and it was so loud, it was went over everything else and it's similar to what, what uh, me and john have been trying to tell you about these cars yeah. on the telly you can't really hear them anyway you like you say you want to be next to them to hear what the the, the, the real sound is yeah. uh i don't know why i'm doing that and i forgot what i'm saying carry on um, <laughs> just the crowd whether you need the crowd, crowd yes yeah, so yeah. it made absolutely no difference at all they're just whatever yeah well, Monaco would be quite interesting. If they're not going to do it, obviously, but because everyone just lives in their apartments, don't they? You just sort of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What they're going to do? No, you millionaire. You can't be in there. They'd be like, yeah, right. That's That's right. All you need is a is a ten million dollar apartment, and you you can watch the Monaco Grand Prix. Because I often whinge about this, they did still manage to find somebody's ass to stare at with a camera every time something happened on the track. Yeah. And I want to kill them for it. I don't care about in fact dc actually said it was brilliant he goes no 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 mr race director okai the new we don't want to see a fat old man in the pits we want to see the whatever they cut away from something genuinely interesting that was happening and they went to, to something going and when you see you get the back or the bum or something like this and you're like i don't care what christian orders arse looks like get back to the racing please and they don't do it for a second it's 10 15 seconds of long slow nothing wait you see when it was burning when it was burning at monaco he made sure that all the the, the cameras saw the women in the bikinis on the yachts exactly uh, when, were, when, when yeah. it was boring you know so it was much more interesting they banned them though aren't they they banned them now not allowed you have to press the red button to see the, the yachts. Exactly. What they should have done, if they're going to make it even, they should have had a bunch of blokes in bikinis on the balconies as well. Oh, no. Well, it's all the same then, isn't it? It's just the same. Rude. No. Given the way we started the stream, we should if, stop the conversation now. If I have to stare at <laughs> uh, somebody off an hour's backside with a pink shirt on, it's just what as bad. Through? What are you talking about? Who does, whose backsides are they showing? I don't. The, the people that were used this last weekend. It was the it was the idiots on the pit wall. So they're like this. Oh right, okay. 
<laughs> Looking at a screen. That's yeah, they're not moving. They're just going. What, what you should be able to do is see the actual data on the screen. That would be quite yeah, good. That would be much more. You've got to pay for that. Uh, you've got to pay for yeah. that. I've got the F1 app, and you can get your basic timing. If you pay £2 a month, you can get all the extra timing, which I'd love to get, but I'm not paying them £2 a month until they sort the tally out. Thank you. Next. All right. Uh, Anne's suggesting that I say that I'm an F1 news channel and get a press pass. So when fans can go back, maybe you can go and try and interview the drivers. Yes, yeah, except you can't. Because you've the got cameraman. to get in the, they shove you in the... Who's the cameraman? At the I'm moment. The sound, I'm the sound man. You're, you're the, the presenter. Who is the sound and you present. That's fine. Good. Let's get <laughs> the press passes. What am I again? Am I the bouncer? Do I just hit uh, you? Yeah, you can be the bouncer. That's fine. Well, I, think do, I think you could do the camera. But that, that, um, yeah, I'll do that. You could be our tire correspondent. That would be good. <laughs> yeah. I could yeah. do Ted's notebook. Because honestly, he could do that in about 30 seconds if you stop wittering on about stuff. It just tells us things. That's the only thing about Ted's notebook that just might <laughs> Get on with it, Kravitz. Uh, now, um, for all the guys watching, because we've got a good audience here tonight, um, if you are a sim racer and you... No way! and you would like to come on the show uh, just like we had rory last night and um, feel free to give me to contact me you can either comment on the show or send me an email at info at hughhattrick.com and remember we're always looking for sim racers you don't have to have a big following or whatever uh, if you're a sim racer and you love doing what you do um, and you would like to come on the show and maybe you've got you've been uh, broadcasting or live streaming we'd always love to hear from you um, and hopefully we can get a time and we can make sure we'll get you on the show and well, it will be lots of fun. We'll ask you about your racing history and why you do what you do. So, uh, you know, friends as well, as I know it's a big community of sim racers, it would be lovely to have you on the show. So please send me an email, info at hughattrick.com, and that will be the way to do it, and we'll get you on the show. And then you can face questions from these two, or at least one. <laughs> if that's Lord help you all. Yeah, exactly. I can see a great reaction to this one. Um, but there we have it. Uh oh, idiot of the week. Ah, yes, yes, it wouldn't be the car coming race driver, but the idiot of the week. Idiot of the week, idiot of the week. La, la, la. I wish, we, unfortunately, I don't have music that I could put on. You need some cheesy music, a jingle. You need to get a jingle. I suggested one, and he was rude about it. The greatest rock band ever, and he's rude about it. That just shows you how much he loves me. Because I said they needed to modernize the tune. <laughs> no, you need to modernise Beethoven's symphonies. You know, you, you do the same with the beat. And... Ah, no, look, we've got. You can't modernise Rush. That's like saying I'm gonna. We have look. We have a question. Electrify a Ferrari. Shut up. We have, we have a question from one of our from one of our viewers. Uh, Surality has said um, that was a good interview. Personally, I create art in Gran Turismo Sport. Now that is, I oh. wonder if that means like the liveries, other sort of liveries. Is that liberated, perhaps, um, for the cars? Because if, if so, I was just thinking, well, I don't know how you get all these some amazing liveries that people do. Um, and that would be really interesting, actually, because hey, it's a real art form. It's a really good, really good skill to have. Because um, a lot of the big drivers get their liveries done, or liveries done, sorry, um, uh, you know, by these, by these guys, people like maybe Serality. Um, and they're fantastic. You know, you get like a KFC livery and all this kind of stuff. Um, and yes, it's not a the, the guy that's the Rory Yeah, because I know um, that Rory was talking about um, <laughs> some, some amazing liveries yes. for his car. <laughs> so maybe it's the same guy. 
Well, we would love to have you on the show. Yeah, no, that would be that would be brilliant. That would be really good because it's another aspect of of sim racing um, and how it all gets done. So no, that would be that would be good. Send me an email at info at hugh-hattrick.com and we'll get a date in the diary and we'll get you on the show. That would be super. Uh, oh, Bob Raptor, GT Sport scrapes. Is also a good canvas for making amazing photorealistic scenes, etc. Ah, right. Oh, yes, yeah, because you can you can take your car into different places and photograph it. Um, so now that would be a good bit as well. Yeah, because please can we get a KFC livery for your race view? I just can you imagine the KFC livery? Okay, the car will get halfway around the track and have a heart attack. As it goes round the race, it gets fatter and fatter and fatter. I know because it happened to me. I, you know, went to 19 stone and I've lost 35, 40 kilos since stopping, literally since stopping eating KFC. So, you know. I won't tell you what I did on Tuesday because... Did I, you I, have a KFC by any chance? Was it a bucket? I'll tell you what, you'd be a useless spy. Can you imagine you as a spy? Oh, what are you doing here? Well, I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing here. I would just eat all the all the food and fall for all the women, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Huge face there was hilarious when he had a guilty look on his face. It was like that's oh, a good guess. It, it, it was the funniest expression. It was, it was so bad it, because the government's giving you this fifty percent off deal, oh. right? I got myself what they were doing, and it was on on Chicken Tuesday, right? They <laughs> do a deal. Tuesday. They do a deal, and it's five ninety nine for nine. <laughs> Nine pieces of chicken. For it's a bargain, pounds. and it tastes amazing. I used to love it. When I added on a drink, because they said, do you want chips with that? And I went, no. Do you think I'm going to be able to eat chips once I've had nine pieces of chicken? <laughs> <laughs> nine pieces? And how big were the pieces? Were they like half they a chicken? Like, oh, yeah, they were like, <laughs> 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 Oh, God. Bob Raptor. Okay, KFC livery. Every bit stop deflates the tyres a little bit more. <laughs> you get KFC livery. It's a pit stop. You don't have a pit lane. You have a drive through. So you have to come through. You get a bucket. You get your tyres done. You know. But all the tyres are different sizes. You've got to match them up. Yeah. You get like nine tyres, and some of them are different shapes. <laughs> Well, the, I didn't tell you that the brilliant oh, with even like three pounds. To me, it gets better. The large drink, right? I think I might actually have this. Maybe <laughs> I've even got the receipt still on me here. Oh, goodness, no, he's got the receipt. <laughs> I do, I do. I've got the receipt. I remember the fully loaded. Uh, Thing. A large, yeah, fully loaded meal with a Pepsi was That's 1,700 kilocalories. Order number 308. I remember that much. Um, it's with the Eat Out to Help Out, a, a large tango, a nine-piece promo. It was £3.89. Not bad. Wow. That is incredible. That is a lot of <laughs> calories for not much money, Hugh. But to be fair, I only eat about five or six pieces, and then my family... <laughs> Pam the rest of the family had one each. Yeah, but one. Rory yesterday when you said that you got rid of your exercise bike to get a sim race. I thought that was great. Oh my I love Anne's idea of having a KFC bucket helmet. That's so Get a bucket and cut it. That would be great. 
That, be, you know, that, that actually reminds me of Barry Sheen's helmet because he drilled a hole in it so he could put his cigarette in. That's brilliant. <laughs> Just, what a guy. Yay, oh my you. goodness. <laughs> oh, we should get out. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> there goes all my credibility if I had any in the first place. Oh, uh, Credit what? <laughs> uh, yeah, the uh, Bob Raptor says, "Call it the team fast food." That would be, be, be so on PC, wouldn't it? It'd be brilliant. So, you, and you'd have to have at least two or three kind of kind of um, women wearing short pants taking you to the. <laughs> So it was like, you know, yeah, a couple of, yeah, maybe a slightly larger woman. In, in yeah. the no, oh, God, yeah. no, yeah. no. It's an antidote to Formula One. It's perfect. <laughs> it's not. It's the antidote to me staying alive. My wife is like that. <laughs> but, uh, but no, that would be the thing. Well, I'm sure our our our, our, our we've got to pick an idiot of the week, and don't say me because my tire talk was excellent. Ruse, yes, lots of comments on that. Ruse, right? I think the Channel Four guy because he's done it so many. I can't remember his name. Jones, or his name is the guy. Yeah. Did the, the old did that. Steve, <laughs> Steve Jones. See, yeah, I just think I just I think he's a bit of an idiot because I don't think you should shame people about how yeah. they wish to. Ah, but it's Channel Four, isn't it? Channel Four's worse than the BBC for all that nonsense. Uh, I mean, goodness, they do my head in. On a slightly on that note, though, or especially because he was complaining, you know, he was he was calling people out. Now the stream is really getting going now. Okay, <laughs> so the KFC, we've got an idea how the KFC car will run. The Hooters one, the tyres will be like massive, and then it's going boing, 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 boing. Exactly, have track. a diamond rhino. Car and all this kind of stuff. Yeah, you could, you could really to the sound of a lot of big butts and you cannot lie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you better not make that the um, theme tune. It's got to be no, Rush. We've got any Canadians watching. Start voting for Rush songs. But, uh, but there we are. Well, we've been going for over over an hour, um, and it's been a fantastic show tonight. Um, <laughs> and, um, we'll be back. We'll be. Why back is he? Next. Why is he got plimsolls? All right, it just said PMSL. Yeah, I know what it really means. I'm just saying. Yeah, plimsolls. yeah, exactly, exactly. Family friendly. <laughs> Family friendly. Peed myself. Laughing. Ah, right. Yes, yes. It may not be peed, but you know. <laughs> so, idiot leak. Whoever the TV director for the film, oh, South Africa. Yeah. But, uh, we remember we've got a house in Duns named after the South African Grand Prix. Now, can anyone remember what that was? Yes, it was called the South African Grand Prix. That's a very strange name. No, 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 no. It was the, the, the race. Kailami Street. Kailami. Uh, it's called Kailami. You see, it always makes me sad. When people mention this, not because of, I'm sad about the South African Grand Prix, just because of what happened there. You know, Tom Price, yeah, the only Welsh racing, the only Welsh F1 driver, and he was future champion. He was a farmer, very, very similar to old Jim Clark. Jimmy, Jimmy Clark. I'm guessing something bad happened to him. Uh, he got killed by being smashed in the head by. Um, a fire extinguisher that the marshal was rushing across the track with. 
And because the, the, they're not the homes, wearing a helmet. Yeah, but he was doing about 180 miles an hour. Oh, he, the, he hit a hit a marshal. Oh. Well, the marshal was in the middle of the track, and the track does that, so it's blind. Came over the thing, marshal's there, hit the marshal. He got hit in the head by with the um, big oh. metal thing and killed him outright. Goodness. Uh, well, what was that? Accident. Came from I think Sir Asif, I believe. What year was that? What year was that? Eighty something. I can look it up to you. Because. It wasn't that many drivers killed in F1. I know that there was Elio De Angelis. Was he not one of the last drivers killed? And and, and then it, obviously it was um, Jules Villeneuve in '82, I think, wasn't it? But um, well, on that note, <laughs> on that cheery note, <laughs> yeah, I know we're really going to come back next week for more. Uh, you know, but, um, it was going so well. We were going to end on a high, and as <laughs> 1977. Brutal deaths in F1. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we've got to remind ourselves of, of how... Because I watched the BBC website had a bit of footage of the first Silverstone Grand Prix, which, of course, was the European Grand Prix. It wasn't the British Grand Prix. It wasn't uh, the internet in 1950. What? There was no internet in 1950. No, but they had, you know, all Pathé news coming. And today, we've got the Queen of oh, right, Sorry, it wasn't live. King George went to see with all these friends. There's 350,000 people went to watch it. Oh, all these very famous people, and then some foreigners came along and they won it. Oh dear. Um, and of course, the Alfa Romeo 158, yes, it went winning with the greatest race driver in the world ever, 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 but then he broke down and that Italian chap won instead. So, you know, once again, Fangio would have been a six-times world champion and would have been the inaugural world champion and would have won the inaugural race had it not been the first half of May breaking down. But the best bit was the pit stops because they go, the pit stops are very quick. They refueled in under 30 seconds. And then when they did everything else, they were gone in less than two minutes. And you just start going, well, the one one's got a two in it. You will see the grave at which they... Yeah, the large bus steering wheel. Oh, Johnny, call everybody! <laughs> <coughs> Fantastic, but what a noise. Even on that, the noise is better than the modern ones. Well, hopefully on Monday night, I'll be doing a live stream of my gaming. And uh, so, then, please feel free to join me. Um, we'll see how we go on, on, on Sunday night, whether we can do... Sometimes we try and compensate on the Grand Prix if we can, but we're, it's kind of been... Difficult to get that in, in uh, get that sorted out, but we'll see what we can do. But certainly, we'll be there. Impossible. Yeah, we'll be there on Monday night for the gaming stream. Look out for Fat Man in a cheap sim on YouTube, and it will be coming through my channel here at Fat Man in the Sim with Fat Man in a cheap sim. Fat Man in a cheap sim. He's trying to become an ass and not just bullshit. You see, because it's BS at the moment, and I'm going to go to AS if I can get through. That's it. Oh, I see. I get it. You see, because at the moment I'm BS and I'm trying to get to AS. So, can I become an ass instead of just BS? Yeah. So, so, there we go. On yeah, a, end on an aviation theme. There we go. Here we go. The Top Gun edition. Ah. Well, that's great that Bob Rapp has said up here for the next stream. I met, I don't watch F1 really, but love motorsport overall and quite like the banter. <coughs> All I want, Bob. Can you bring, I, th I think it's a braai where you have a massive big barbecue with some really nice South African meats. 
I got to know a fella on the internet and he kept Real saying, tall. going out for the braai. <laughs> Same to you. These are my co-hosts, all right? There's a, I didn't realise they were great. So, Bob, if you, bring, if you bring the wonderfully cooked meat, no vegetarians here, no cheapest in rig than mine. Thank you for flying South African Airways. <laughs> oh, you got the G29 wheel. Yep, that's what I've got. And the G29 Braai, yes! And, See, uh, the Barbies. Stick a shrimp, shrimp on a barbie, shrimps, and tell all your friends about how great the show is. I know you might have to lie, but still. (laughs) 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 Watching three people have a midlife crisis live on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, we can't afford a Porsche. I can only afford a Dacia. But uh, that shows you how bad things are when you've been locked up. Yeah, but you know, with the motorsport heritage of Renault, even though they're rubbish these days. They did win. The Renault brothers won the very first Grand Prix. Ah, that's ever, true. ever, ever. Look, we've got a ve- we've got our guest. We've got um, Rory. Rory. Oh God, not him again. I mean, hi, Rory. Yeah, this is who I work with. I've got Andrew Mar at the top and Jonathan Sutherland at the bottom. I'm sorry, but I just can't I can't take it seriously. Anyone that doesn't like peanut M and M's is just you know. <laughs> what are you meant to do? We were we were just com- complimenting you on the uh, live stream yesterday, which we uh, I certainly watched. I really enjoyed it and enjoyed your your content, Rory. Did so, like uh, that? Yeah. It was really? uh, it was very interesting. You were safe from me. You was that way. It, it was a great great host, and uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it. That was a really good show, and and we've, we've had a great response, which is fantastic. So mm. we've been talking about doing lobbies, and we're going to maybe interview <clears> one of the guys, uh, Shirality, who does the like, uh, deliveries as well. But we'll need to go through a lot more and, and uh, get some more guests on. But so it's been fantastic. Um, but it's been really good fun, actually. Look, um, I'm not sure why my co-hosts are wearing hats like that. Um, I don't know whether I was told top dress. Top Gun. We're doing the Top Gun edition because of the professional, not professional racing sim driver. In honour of yesterday when we had... Oh, goodness. I explained all this to you in English and everything. Next week, it's our second anniversary of the show. It'll be exactly two years since we started. Oh, I can count so, to two as well. So we're going to try and get some guests as well who might uh, who might want to come on. So we'll see. I've been making a few calls, and we'll see what we can do. But I'm going to keep things silent until I know for sure what's happening. Mm. Um, and, uh, but yeah. So <clears throat> until next week, to all our viewers and listeners, I hope you've enjoyed over an hour and a quarter of the car seminary driver show. <laughs> More, more news and banter like you won't get anywhere else guaranteed or your money back. <laughs> no, that's true. <clears throat> Unless you give us some money, in which case you don't get it back. Yeah, from that is to the 70th anniversary of Grand Prix. Um, it's time to drive fast and try not to crash. See you next week. Thanks for listening and watching. Bye just now. Iceman signing off.